Hello, welcome to this episode of the Waste of Brain Cells podcast. Today we are joined by our guest, Jacob Tubner, to talk about the NFL divisional round or reactions to it and giving us, and we will give you our AFC and NFC championship predictions. Uh, then me and Logan talked about the first two episodes of WandaVision. Excited, very excited to talk about that today. And to wrap up the show, we'll be talking about our snack hot takes. Remember to follow us at Wasted Brain Cells Pod. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Wasted Brain Cells Podcast. Today for Sports Talk, we will be reacting to NFL Divisional Weekend, as long with talking about this weekend's NFC and AFC Championships, along with our predictions for the games. So let's get into it. Also, Jacob Tubner is joining us again to talk about the NFL and for hot takes later down this episode. So, Jacob, thank you for joining the show again. No problem. Come back, buddy. All right. So um, let's get into it. So the first game that happened was this Saturday, and it was the Packers versus the Rams. So we'll give you a quick, brief game summary of what ha- happened. So it was a slow game in the first quarter, tied 3-3 three to three at the end of the first quarter, and then it, there was a big second quarter for the Packers. The um, Devontae Adams led the way with a touchdown, and then Aaron Rodgers also picked up a rushing touchdown in that quarter. So the Packers had a pretty big lead going into half. Um, so the Rams basically played catch up the rest of the game. They did. They had a pretty good third quarter, but a fourth quarter touchdown pass to Alan Lazard sealed it for the Packers, and they are now going to be in the NFC Championship. Um, so guys, um, what were your thoughts about this game? I'd have to just say the better team won. That's just plain and simple. The Packers showed they're very inferior to the Rams offense. As we saw, it it shows the difference in quarterbacks in this game. Like when you have a tier run, when you have a tier one and a tier quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, it's going to help you a lot more in the playoffs than just having a slightly above average quarterback in Jared Goff. The defense can only do so much. After a while, Aaron Rodgers is eventually going to pick you apart, make some plays. And honestly, whenever they – I mean, we all saw how uh, the other receivers stepped up. Like Alan Lazard, whenever he got that deep touchdown, that sealed the game right there. I think the Packers, like I said, just a better team all around, and I don't think this was an upset to many people. I'm kind of shocked it was they won by as much as they did, but like I said, it's just a better team prevailed, and the Rams offense, like I said, Jerry Goff wasn't that great, and the defense can only hold on for so long. So, Jacob, what did you think about this game being a Packers fan? Well, before coming into the game, I was scared because the Rams had the number one defense coming in, and now it's proven to be a lie. So, um, our offense played amazing, you know, and Alan Lazard really stepped up in the fourth quarter and second half, in which he didn't in the first quarter. So, um, yeah, like the best – I mean – the best team won, just hands down, and it's really it was about you know we had the better court we we had the best quarterback in the league, and they had Jared Goff, and that really determined the outcome of the game. 
Yeah, um, I, I would agree with that. Um, and also the Rams just couldn't do anything to stop Aaron Rodgers. Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald both didn't really have an effect on this game. Um, yeah, yeah, and so when your defense, your number one defense doesn't come to play, you're not going to beat Aaron Rodgers. And also, I think maybe one one of the reasons they didn't play too good against the Packers is just Aaron Rodgers is just better. You know, uh, it, the MVP hands down this season. And um, a key player for this game for the Packers was Al, Al, Al Lazard. He had 96 yards and a touchdown. And honestly, they're going to have to have someone step up besides Devontae Adams. And Alan Zard proved to do that. So it also shows it's not just Devontae Adams in the receiving core. They have other guys step up. So, um, yeah, I think that's what about all we could say about that game. Um, so we're going to continue on into the, um, Saturday night game that happened, which was the Ravens versus the Bills. So, um, a brief game summary. Um, this was a very slow and boring game at the start. Like it was tied three to three after the first quarter. And I think it stayed that way throughout the second half. But then the Bills came out roaring in the third quarter. They had 14 unanswered points. One of the scores was a pick six. So, and it proved to be too much for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson didn't step up when he needed to. Like, they were in the red zone, about to score, and then he threw a pick six. The next possession... Bad snap over Lamar Jackson's head. He goes to get it and just throws it. Lucky to not get a safety. But unfortunately, he had to go into concussion protocol after the hit. And the backup quarterback came in, and that was it. So, um, what did you guys think of this game? This game was just all about defense at the end of the day. I mean, Buffalo's defense straight up won them this game. The big moment in this game was when it was 10 to 3, and the Ravens look like they're about to score. Then Buffalo gets the pick six in the end zone, and uh, they pick it off in the end zone, then run it to their end zone. So, like I said, that pick six sealed the game. So, really, if you look at the score, Buffalo's offense only scored 10 points. It was the defense that got them the other seven. So, really, that's kind of how it was. Like, Buffalo's offense can only put up 10 points, Ravens' offense only put up three. And it just kind of shows if you can stop the Ravens' run attack, you can beat them because they're not the best passing attack. I, I would say Lamar's not the best passing quarterback, but at the same time, his receivers, look what he's got to deal with. I mean, you give a quarterback who's not the best natural passer, Hollywood Brown and Willie Sneed, you can't expect a great passing game there, to be honest. And honestly, Josh Allen didn't really have the best game. I mean, if you look at his stats, it's 206 yards and a touchdown, but Stephon Diggs had 106 yards and a touchdown. So the major- like basically, Stephon Diggs was the most valuable player for the Bills on offense today or in that game. And like I said, the Ravens' defense did what they needed to to win the game. If you are if you really only give up 10 points to Buffalo, really, because they can't control the pick six, they have a good formula to win this game. It's just the Ravens' run game was not good, and they just can't throw the ball. So 
I got this game completely wrong. I thought I was going to pull a fast one trying to pick the Ravens. I thought this was an upset, and I look like an idiot right now. What you think, Tube? <clears throat> well, like Logan said, you know, the – I mean, the Ravens are vulnerable in the passing game, and this just proves how the Bills played, that you can beat the Ravens. And obviously they've been beaten last year by the Titans. And what do the Ravens do from here on, you know? I mean, they, they need to get some receivers in the offseason, and they need to improve their O-line. But, I mean, throughout the game, you know, in the first quarter it was sloppy, and it was really about the defense. And the Ravens – looked great at the beginning I mean their running game was on point but the Bills just exposed them and they stopped the run game and in the second half I mean the Ravens couldn't do anything else besides run the football I mean their passing game was limited and um yeah like the offense for the Bills didn't didn't really play that great it was the defense that stepped up plus they had two missed field goals that yeah, hardly ever happens from Justin Tucker. Tucker. And the wind the wind really calls it too. But I mean, this man, he, he just kicks perfect. So that's just crazy to see. But Yes, it was. Um and going off what you said, Logan, Josh Allen didn't really have the biggest game. Uh, but, I mean, the Ravens' offense wasn't really going, and so um, it, it, it really wasn't a problem. I think um, if the Ravens were scoring in the first half, Josh Allen could have definitely turned it, turned it on with, you know, all his receiving threats. I mean, it, it, to me, it's just not Stefan Diggs. You got Cole Beasley... And their other two receivers always look pretty good when I watch them. So, um, but yeah, I really think the Ravens just collapsed, proved that that they can't throw the ball, like, at all. I mean, every time it felt like they did, it was just like a short pass to their tight end. I mean, that's literally all they do. And then maybe a screen with Marquise Brown, but... I mean, they're really just one-dimensional. But also for the Bills, I mean, they don't really have much of a run game, to be honest. I mean, Singletary had a few good carries, but, like, they don't give them the ball that much. So, I I don't know. I think the Bills will have to get the run game involved in the next game. So, let's move on to the next game, Chiefs versus Browns. Logan, why don't you give us a brief game summary now this was hands down the best game of this weekend i mean i didn't think this was going to be the best game of this weekend, but it turned out to be you got the defending champion chiefs against the best underdog story the cleveland browns who went 0 and 16 three years ago now they're all of a sudden good and everybody's rooting for him except for brad because he's a hater <laughs> so wait, a brief- wait i'm not a hater look Is they're it- in my division <laughs> And to be honest, I don't hate them as much as the Steelers or Ravens, but still, division rival, they're the other team in Ohio. And to be honest, both of our franchises suck, but we got to be the one that sucks less. So if the Browns make it to the Super Bowl, like, in a few years, that's bad. So I I always got to root against them. All right, moving on still, we'll give you a game summary of the best game of the weekend. 
the Chiefs had a strong start. They go up 19-3 to at the half, and honestly, it could have been a lot worse for the Browns. They were pretty fortunate to be only down 19-3 to because there were some missed kicks. Also with uh, Cleveland, they kind of got screwed out of a touchdown because a dude fumbled it out of the end zone, which was a touchback, but it was clear targeting call. The refs missed it clearly, and that robbed Cleveland of a touchdown in the first half. And then Mahomes all of a sudden leaves the game in the second half with a concussion. So that starts to switch things around because now the Browns start thinking, oh, they don't have their best player. Maybe we can pull off a comeback. Like Maybe we can start stopping their offense, get a comeback. The Browns do have a late rally, but it's not enough. And they end up losing by a final score of 22-17. to 17. And might I add, the Browns also had a chance at the end of the game, multiple opportunities to win this game. Failed on the last drive. Didn't really have the best play calling. Also, what lost the game is just, like I said, mental errors. A lot of penalties in the first half. There was a bad call, but... The Browns honestly deserved to lose this game when it was like third down and over 10, third and long. And they let the backup quarterback, Chad Henney, seal the game by getting a run, make it fourth and inches. And then Andy Reid has the most guts of any coach in the NFL, calls a shotgun pass with a backup quarterback on fourth and inches at like midfield. So Andy Reid, we can just say that man is fearless. That's why everybody loves Big Red. Big Red is amazing, but... When you lose a playoff game to Chad Henney, I mean, that's just ultimate embarrassment. That's the Browns in a nutshell, losing a playoff game to Chad Henney. Baker played well, but it's got to be hard for you a Cleveland fan to swallow that because you just lost to Chad Henney. So what do you boys think about this game? Um, To me, um, there was only one factor why the Chiefs won, and it's Chad Henney, the GOAT. No, I, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I mean, he didn't look the greatest – uh, he did on the last drive, but, like, I think on one of the drives, he threw a pick. He did, and gave the Browns a wonderful opportunity. But, yeah, I mean, it. so the, the Chiefs really needed one more first down to run out the clock and win. And it's third and 14. The Browns are definitely going to get a stop. Like, there's no way they don't. And um, they had they guarded all the receivers well but then they allowed chad henney the backup quarterback who is definitely not a mobile quarterback to just run and get like inches away you know from the first down and also yeah props to um um andy reed on that fourth and inches you would think you would just hand the ball off or maybe like you know, short pass, but like, um, you know, the quarterback's up front, but he decides to go in the shotgun and snap the ball and then just throw it. Look, for Andy Reid, I know you have faith in your receivers, but a shotgun pass, dang, that, that, that that's pretty bold. Two, <laughs> what do you think about this game? Well, um, The Chiefs didn't look the best at all this game, really. And um, they were up 19-10 first quarter, I mean, in the first half. And there were a lot of missed extra points by the Chiefs. And, you know, the Browns could have capitalized off that. But, you know, the, the play, you know, where he extends into try to get a touchdown. It was called touchback. You know, that was targeting. And the refs missed that. <laughs> And, um, but the Browns really had every opportunity to win the game when Chad Henney came in. That was their golden opportunity. And to let them convert off of fourth and inches, 
I mean, to let him run from a third and not from a third and ten with Chad Henney as their quarterback, you know, that's just that's just a terrible way to lose at Cleveland. But he's also thirty five years old. Just want to throw that out there. Thirty five years old. He's but Cleveland's moving in the right direction. And I think they have a bright future. Yes, um, I do think we have to go back to the um, touchback call. So, um, one of the Browns receivers caught a big pass. He's running for the end zone. He dives for the pylon. He missed it. But anyways, the ball came out before he hit the ground and rolled into the end zone and went out of bounds. And so by rule, that is a touchback. And so the other team gets it at the 25. And But what the refs missed, though, was the defender hit with the crown of his helmet um, the other player in the head and that is um clearly a targeting call and they missed that and that would have most likely been a touchdown for the browns because they were going to be at like the two and with nick chubb he would definitely got the touchdown so that was a, a bad call and i feel bad for the browns fans on that but i mean they had so many other opportunities to win that game so, but yeah, the Browns are moving in the right direction. That hurts me to say, but they are, and they've done a great job this season. So, on to the last game, Buccaneers versus Saints. Logan, how about you give, give us a game summary? Now, for all real football fans, I'm sure we're all looking forward to this game. I mean, what more could you want? It's Tom Brady and Drew Brees, two of the greatest to ever do it. Probably two of the... I'd say Brady is Breeze debatably Mount Rushmore quarterbacks on the Mount Rushmore quarterbacks. You, you can't get anything better. So just a game summary. Very competitive first half. We're all tied at 13 at the half. And then at the end of the third quarter, we're all tied at 20. Like I said, this was a fantastic game. That was until the fourth quarter in which Drew Brees, who wasn't really looking the best all night, to be honest, he couldn't really throw it past 20 yards. You could tell his age and his injuries were getting to him. He throws two interceptions in the fourth quarter. That ended up just losing them the game, and the Bucks go on to win 30-20. to 20. So what happened with the Bucs is their defense stepped up, getting those fourth-quarter interceptions, getting three interceptions for the whole game, especially those in the fourth quarter that were just so big and gave them the win. Like I said, for the Saints, just too many turnovers and inability to throw the ball deep. I mean, when you have to throw in your backup quarterback, Jameis Winston, to make all the deep throws, that's, that's very concerning. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to beat a Tom Brady-led team if your quarterback can't really throw the ball deep and you got to rely on the backup to make the big plays. Key players, Devin White was huge in this game for Tampa Bay. He had 10 tackles in the interception, which obviously was a big turning point in the game. And then for the Saints, their key player is Jameis Winston. He's the, He had the best play for them of the night, and I feel like they should use him a little bit more because his arm was a lot better than Drew Brees. Now, a little concern, though, is the Bucks did start out kind of slow, which you can't really do that against other teams in this playoffs because other teams have way more dynamic offenses, and you would fall way more behind than that. But the saddest part about this, this is most likely Drew Brees' last game as an NFL quarterback, and that's that's a hard pill to swallow when you look at those three interceptions. And he just he just did not look like himself. It's hard to see a legend go out like that. Just have have not a good game. He had one legendary career. He is guaranteed to be a Hall of Famer. If you don't think Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer, you're certifiably insane. But to see a legend go out like that was just so sad. But. 
yeah, the Tom Brady just proves once again he is the greatest football player of all time. It's not even a debate anymore. I don't even get how people can debate it anymore. If you please, someone explain to me how Tom Brady is not the goat. If you really think it is, because I I can't see a reason why can somebody can say he's not the goat. That dude is just defying the odds at his age. He's forty three. Goes to another conference, and now he goes from the AFC to the NFC to an organization that hasn't been really good over the past 20 years and leads him to the conference championship in his first year there new head coach he's the greatest player of all time and it's it's just showing it's hard to beat tom brady so what'd you guys think about this showdown um there was um like two things i noticed in this game the first one is that the buccaneers defense stepped up and so did the run game um, those were two of my questions going in this game. Their defense under Todd Bowles has been pretty solid this year. Um, towards the end of the season, though, they haven't been playing the greatest defense that they um, could. And, well, they stepped up. Um, three interceptions on Drew Brees. That's pretty impressive. Um, so they got the job done on defense. And then the run game got going, and this makes the Buccaneers team extremely scary. Not only do they have great receivers in Rob Gronkowski, um, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, but they got two pretty good running backs to it in Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. And they just, man, their run game was in. Incredible. Um, combined, they had over a hundred yards rushing, and this team is just scary with all their offensive weapons. And yeah, Brady continues to show he is the goat. I mean, with all the quarterbacks he's gone against in the playoffs, um, Big Ben, Philip Rivers, Peyton Manning, and now in the NFC going against Drew Brees, and I mean he has just dominated. Um these quarterbacks like almost all most years and so i mean to win six championships when most of these other goats like haven't won that many like peyton manning only won two big ben won two and drew Brees only won one and the fact that he has six while all these other quarterbacks who are going to be hall of famers only have like two and one that is crazy. So uh, that's what I saw. And um, one of the sad moments of this game is clearly on the sideline. We see Drew Brees um, say to Jameis Winston that this is your team now. And they just shared a moment. It was so just sad to see, you know, Drew Brees just leaving after all he's done um, for New Orleans. But, hey, I think Jameis Winston's going to have a great season next year just watch but that's what i have to say about this game what about you jacob um well you know the buccaneers started out slow and they didn't their their offense just i mean it didn't look the best in the first quarter but you know then they started then they tied the game up and you know the saints were very limited as far as their deep passes you know they couldn't throw the ball down the field they were just throwing medium passes and short, quick slants, in which Michael Thomas didn't do his best, but, you know, he was injured. And, you know, he did everything. I mean, he did a lot for Drew. I mean, he didn't do a lot. I mean, he did 
a good amount for Drew Brees. I mean, to be injured like that, you know, and shout out to him, even though he had zero catches. But um, the de- I mean, the defense for the Buccaneers stepped up later in the second half. Devin White was the key player in that game. And, you know, I just – it's going to be sad seeing Drew Brees retire, and it's probably going to be his last game. So, but, you know, Tom Brady's the GOAT. And, yeah. I guess we can make a gone missing case for Michael Thomas. Zero catches, reigning offensive player of the year. You got to step up. Terrible. That, 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 that should get more attention than Drew Brees' three interceptions, honestly. If you're the offensive player of the year and you're in your physical prime, you got to at least get a catch. Like zero yeah. catch. That, that's that's tough. You can't rely on Kamara and Sanders to be the biggest receiving threat. You got to step up. No, that's been the, like the most disappointing thing about the Saints this year. It's Michael Thomas. I mean, he was out for a few games with injuries and COVID, but then I wasn't he out for a few more games for like um, something he said in practice or something. He got into a fight with uh, one of the players because yeah. someone said all he does is run slants, and then he got mad because he got exposed. Yeah, I, I mean, just you can't, you just can't do that. If you were the offensive player last year, you got you got to take accountability and be mature on the field and off, and actually play good because, like, he was a no factor last night, and that is just very disappointing. So um, I think we're done wrapping up these divisional games. So, Logan, um, we're going to move on to the AFC and NFC Championship. So um, the, in the AFC Championship, we will have the Chiefs and Bills um, facing off at Arrowhead Stadium. So, Logan, what, sh- what should we be watching for in this game? Well, first of all, it just feels weird to say the Buffalo Bills are in the AFC Championship game. Uh, I, I'm not used to that because the Bills, like I said, for like my whole life, I've never seen them really be that good. So shout out to the Bills Mafia. Enjoy the moment while you can because your team is on the rise. What to watch out for in this game is the Bills defense. Like I said, they played great, held the Ravens to only three points, but this time they're playing a team that can actually throw the ball. They're playing Patrick Mahomes. They're playing. Uh, they're playing Patrick Mahomes, but we don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to be good enough to go, or will he be full effect? Now, earlier Jacob said Aaron Rodgers best quarterback in the league. I go Patrick Mahomes. I think he's the best quarterback in the league. That's just my opinion. And this has the potential to be an offensive shootout because we see both quarterbacks have cannon for arms. Each side has weapons. Patrick Mahomes has great weapons. Like I said, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and that speedy receiving core. And the Buffalo Bills, not too bad themselves, but Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. So I'm going to give you a little breakdown of how each team can win this game and go to the Super Bowl. For the Bills, you got to have explosive plays. Kansas City is very explosive. If Patrick Mahomes is fully healthy, they're going to score points. So you're going to have to make big plays and score points and keep up there with them because good luck shutting that offense down. Also get Stephon Diggs in the game. Your, your team does so well when Diggs is getting the catches. Give Diggs, try to get Diggs into a hundred yard receiving. You'll have a good shot winning the game. And also you gotta be able to run the ball because you gotta keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes because they can Patrick Mahomes and that team can score in two minutes easily. So you gotta have a run game and the run game has got to step up. 
For the Chiefs, you gotta find a, you gotta find a way to contain Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a baller this year. He can do it through the air. He can do it on the ground. He has been amazing. He's probably the, he's one of the most improved players in the NFL. He made a giant leap this year, and you gotta be able to stop him because he is explosive. And for the Chiefs, just run your offense like normal. If your offense is still clicking with Mahomes, you have got to make plays through the air. Like I said, get the ball to your weapons, and I think they'll be fine. But here's my thing also. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't play and we get like a Chad Henney is has to start the whole game, I don't think it's guaranteed over for Kansas City because Andy Reid is going to be able to make enough game plans and they have enough weapons to keep this game close. So, yeah, I think this game is going to be a shootout. And honestly, it could just outbe which defense gets one or two more stops than the other ones. What do you guys think about this game? All right, yeah. Um, I think for this game, it'll be which defense can honestly um, step up. The Bills defense held the Ravens to three points, and the Chiefs defense made a big um, stop um, to where the Browns were just forced to punt um, near the end of the game. So I think it'll be which team can contain, um, like which defense can contain um, each offense. I, I do think it will also be, um, pretty interesting to see if the Bills can get a run game going, because, um, look, the Bills need to keep the ball out of the Chiefs' hands as much as possible, and so the way they're going to do that is they're going to have to make some runs, because, let's be honest, they're one of the worst run teams ever, not ever, uh, this year, um, but, yeah, so I, I think that's going to be definitely something interesting to see, and also for the Bills, they're going to need to have explosive plays. Um, and they can do that with Diggs and um, Beasley and all these other receivers. I, I haven't seen Josh Allen throw a ton of deep passes in the playoffs so far. So it will be good um, to see him be able to um, make some deep passes. Uh, but yeah, Jacob, what do you think about this game? What, what, need, what do we need to watch for? And like, what are the keys for um, each team to win? Um, the Bills defense, um, now the Bills defense played really good in the past game, like against the pass, against the Ravens, but see, the Chiefs offense is so creative, and it was so easy stopping the Ravens offense, because you know, once you stop the run, you're going to stop the pass, I mean, it's just that simple, I mean, because that's all they Depend on the run, the Ravens. I mean, really, if you think about it, because Lamar has just – he's just choked. And no line didn't show up. Receivers didn't either. So, I feel like it's the Bills' defense and having to guard, like, the Chiefs' creativity because they come up with a lot of jet sweeps. I mean, and it, it will depend if Patrick Mahomes plays next week. But I think the Bills' defense. And – um yeah. Is the big the big one here? That's the key. Because mm-hmm. and also Josh Allen, you know. Yeah. Well, um, Miss Stephon Diggs played great last week, but it's like you gotta watch out for Tyron Matthew too. I mean, I mean, I know he's not gonna be the cornerback guarding up on Stephon Diggs, but he's really good at reading the quarterback and intercepting the ball, and he's just a great all around safety. So. That's another key player in my mind. Yeah. 
Um, I do think, yeah, because Patrick Mahomes, we don't know if he will be playing next week. Now, of course, you know, if he's healthy enough, they will let him play. But if he's not, but he might not be still 100%. Having a concussion, that's not going to be too fun to play with. But I, I do think he will play. I don't think he had a severe concussion, but it'll be like, is he 100%? And also, if Patrick Mahomes somehow doesn't play, the Bills will win. I Chad Henney, I, I know I'm not trying to insult you or anything, but you're a backup quarterback, and uh, you're nowhere near as, you know, good as Josh Allen is. Um, but, yeah, I, I say we all um, give our score predictions and who we think is going to win. I have the Bills winning 35-32. Um, to 32. This is probably... It's probably cheating for my pick, but I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the Chiefs if Patrick Mahomes plays. But if he doesn't play, I'll go with the Bills, which I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but yeah, that's cheesy. that's how that's how that's how I see it. But since yeah. the report is Mahomes is probably gonna play, I think Patrick Mahomes at seventy percent is probably better than half the Nothing. NFL to be honest. Yeah. So I think the Chiefs win this game about thirty-four to twenty-six. I think Buffalo can't keep it up, but they're going to have to play lights out on offense. I mean, Josh Allen, you got to play a little bit better in those first two games. You really have looked good, but I wonder if the Chiefs can find a way to stop Stephon Diggs, how that's going to affect everything. I feel like with the Chiefs, it's hard to stop their weapons. Tyreek Hills, the Chiefs basically have a track team at receiver. they got the best tight end in the NFL right now with Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes is just one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen him. I've ever seen him on two eyes. I've never, this dude does stuff that's like, he does. He's like a video game player, basically. He's like one of those creative players in Madden. He's just amazing. So I don't really see the Bills beating the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are probably the best team in the NFL. So no reason to hop off the bandwagon. Even if Mahomes may not be 100%, I still got the Chiefs winning this game. <clears throat> I have Jacob, Chiefs winning 35-28. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you are right here, folks. Here are our picks. Um, I'd like to go on the record and say I got all the divisional rounds right. Yeah, you really yeah, did. Take that, Logan. Take that, Logan. I'm I sorry. Okay, there was <laughs> my Ravens pick was do do all the upsets in the first round with the Rams and the Browns. I'm like nothing's gonna go as planned. I guess the Bucks yeah. was an upset too. I was like, I don't know. I didn't love how I saw Buffalo. So I was like, I'll pick the Ravens. They're hot. That. Yeah. I, if um, okay, if everything would have went right, I was too many mental mistakes by the Ravens. Yeah, um, we didn't give our wild card picks um, to the people um, who listen to every episode uh, in the wild card, but I, I made my picks and I got them all right. Now, you don't have to believe me, you know, since I didn't say it um, here's on a witness. He got the a air, but I I did get them right. I, I think I'm an NFL analyst. You don't have to believe me, but hey, I think that. <laughs> I mean, you did say in the first episode you didn't believe in the Bucks. Okay, I know. Okay. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm working on it. I will one day be Adam Schefter, okay? <laughs> Yo, Adam Schefter, hit us up. We'll get on the podcast. Pat McAfee, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, the next game, um, the NFC Championship, is the Buccaneers versus the Packers. What to watch for here? The two um, goats at quarterback go at it. That's almost the only thing I have to say about this game. Like, to just watch this game, like, you don't even have to know any of the stats, who's good and who's not. All you got to know is it's Tom Brady 
versus Aaron Rodgers, and it is going to be a show. I am so hyped for this game. Honestly, I'm more excited about this game than um, the Bills and Chiefs, and I am an AFC dude. Oh, God, yes. Bengals are on the AFC. But, yeah, um, honestly, I think this will also come down to which defense can get um, pressure and cover receivers well. Because, honestly, Tom Brady hasn't looked the greatest against Blitz this year. He looked, honestly, pretty good against the Saints. Um, and the Saints um, do some blitzing. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, also pretty good at reading the Blitz. I mean, he's good at reading everything. Like, he knows, like, what each defensive player is doing. Even when maybe the defensive player doesn't know what they are doing. Um, but I think, you know, if a defense can get pressure make the ball have to come out earlier. Hey, I think that could honestly be a key factor because, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady are going to go lights out. So which defense can stop up and also cover the receivers? Um, this is how I see each team winning. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers, you know, picks apart the defense like he always does. Um, the Packers defense gets pressure on Tom Brady. And the Packers run the rock. You got Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, even Jamal Williams, I think. I don't know, but they got good running backs. And so if they run the rock, I think they can win um, for the Buccaneers. They need to get this high powered offense, just having long sustaining drives, you know, where they just get everyone going. And also, so Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the ball as much. And just, again, the Buccaneers, um, if you guys don't know, the Buccaneers and Packers played earlier this year and Buccaneers defense found a way to shut down Aaron Rodgers. It was the worst performance of the Packers this year. So how can um, the Buccaneers do that again this time? We'll have to see. Um, what do you guys think um, what we need to watch for and how each in each um, key for each team? Hello? Logan. Well, yeah. Go ahead. All right. For the Packers, I feel like it's can your other receiver step up because Mm -hmm. they need. Devontae Adams is good, but he's going to get probably double in this game a lot. They need those players like uh, Valdez Scantling, Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, Robert Tanyan, who should have been a Pro Bowler, honestly. Those guys have to step up because on the other side, look at Brady's weapons Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Antonio Brown's starting to look like the old Antonio. Well, not the old Antonio Brown, but he's starting to look like a really good receiver again. Looks like he's bet really good back in football shape. So I think the Packers have to step up. Also, can you get pressure on Brady? Because y'all know Brady ain't moving as good as he did. He's forty three. Get a couple hits on him and try to rattle him. For the Buccaneers, it's can your receivers keep playing good? Because, like I said, the receivers play good, and if the run game plays good and all those weapons, they could very well win. So I think both teams, it's just what Brad said. It comes down to whose defense can just make more stops. Or at the same time, which quarterback do you trust just to make one more better play or one or two better plays than the other one? Either way, I'm expecting a very good game, a shootout. And as an NFL fan, there's not much more you could want than Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. The number 12s, two of the greatest to ever do it. Two of, like I said, two future Hall of Famers. They're both just so amazing to watch. So I'm really looking forward to this game. And I feel like this could be one of the this could be an all-time great game, just the storylines and everything. Also, my last key is this. This game has so much impact on Aaron Rodgers' all-time legacy. For Aaron Rodgers to cement himself as a Mount Rushmore top four quarterback, he needs one more Super Bowl. If yes. He, he needs one. This is Brady's legacy, I feel like 
he'll, he'll keep adding to it, but if he went, loses this game, no one's going to slander Brady because we all know he's still the GOAT. I don't think... I feel like this really helps his legacy, though. Going to another team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers haven't been good in a while. Gives him to the conference championship game, and if he plays a good game, his legacy's fine. Mm. Aaron Rodgers can't afford to lose this game for his legacy. If he cannot win another Super Bowl before his career's over, it's just like, you know, you're so talented now, but he needs two, in my opinion, to get on that, to officially submit himself as that Mount Rushmore quarterback, to get up there in that top four. He needs one more Super Bowl, and I feel like he knows that. So that should probably give him some more motivation heading into this game because he knows potentially this is his this could be his last chance to win a Super Bowl. This, he's really, this could be it. This could be the final really good chance he has. So let's see how that motivates Aaron Rodgers. But I wouldn't want to face him on Sunday. He's going to be so motivated. It should be scary. So, Tube, what do you think of this game as a Packers fan? Well, the thing to watch is while well, our secondary step up, and not Jair Alexander, I know he'll step up. I'm talking about – Kevin King, Adrian Amos, and our other secondary. Like, will they step up against the Buccaneers receivers? And Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, you know. The GOAT and probably the most talented quarterback in all time in Aaron Rodgers. Those are the key factors into this game. I personally think we'll win by three because it's at Lambeau, the snow. The snow is a big factor. Now, Brady, he has played in the snow over his career, but – there's nothing like Lambeau. If it snows really hard, I feel like that will lean to our advantage. And, you know, will our receivers step up? And it's hard to say if MVS and Alanzar will step up, but we'll just see. But I think we're going to win by three here. Yeah, I think it's good that you bring up the snow. Um, I don't think the snow is going to be a factor for Tom Brady at all. He played in Gillette Stadium for a long time but it might affect almost all these other Buccaneers players because they don't play in snow like ever you know they are in Tampa Bay so they don't ever see snow but I also have the Packers um pulling this one out I Logan brought up a great point Aaron Rodgers needs that second Super Bowl and I completely agree with you Logan so I I think just Aaron Rodgers is going to wheel his team to victory I think I have the Packers um Winning actually in a low score game, twenty three to twenty. Logan, what about you? I'm gonna hop on the Packers train as well. I'm going back and forth in this game because I could see either team winning. I mean, you give these legendary quarterbacks these weapons the way those two have been playing. I see either team, but at the end of the day, the weather helps Green Bay. At the end of the day, I see Aaron Rodgers just he's in much better shape running wise than Tom Brady. I think he can get out of pocket. He can make a few more big plays than Tom Brady can just because of his his athleticism at this point. So I think that athleticism, that that ability to escape the pocket and extend the play is going to really help Green Bay in some big scenarios. And I think this is a very close game. I'm going to go with the Packers winning this game 27-23 and moving on to the Super Bowl. All right. You heard it here, folks. That's who we have um, as uh, Super Bowl predictions. Logan and Jacob both have the Chiefs against the Packers, and I have the Bills against the Packers. Thank you for listening to this week's Sports Talk on Wasted Brain Cells. 
All right. Welcome back to the Wasted Brain Cells podcast, everyone. For movies and TV today, we'll be talking about, we'll be reacting to the first two episodes of WandaVision that came out on Disney Plus on Friday. We went, we did a breakdown of the trailer um, last episode. If you haven't listened to that, um, go ahead and after this, go and listen to it. But we gave a breakdown of the trailer. Now we're going to react to the first two episodes, which in my opinion, and I think Logan's too, were Pretty good, wouldn't you say, Logan? I w- I'd say I thoroughly enjoyed the first two episodes. I mean, it wasn't like the best thing the MCU's ever put out, but I'm looking forward to the direction they're taking this, and I was impressed with what they did, especially with a PG rating. They did good with some new territory. Yeah, yeah, I would say they did do really good, since this is a brand new creative um, thing they're doing. So we'll get into it. We're going to... Um, quickly give you like a brief rundown of each episode if you want to watch it then um we might give some spoilers so um if you're going to watch the show and you haven't yet maybe listen to this part of the episode yeah. at a later time spoiler right, alert so, spoiler alert go ahead and click off yeah. skip forward if you haven't seen it spoiler alert you've been warned yeah so to start off the episode um we see wanda and um vision um, go into this new town, which I am pretty sure is called Westview. And um, the show starts out, it's in black and white, and it gives you sort of this kind of 50s uh, sitcom vibe, like the um, Dick Van Dyke show, um, sort of. And so Wanda and Vision basically are now in this new um, neighborhood and in a new house. And, well, they are excited. They say they're kind of starting their new life off so anyways um in this episode um they notice that there is a a heart on their calendar for um that day's date and so they're wondering what this heart is they can't remember like if it's maybe their anniversary or maybe like their engagement date or something but they they don't know what it is but all they know is that they have a special occasion coming up later that night but they can't really remember so anyways, Vision goes off to work, and then um, Wanda gets introduced to her neighbor, whose name is Agnes, um, who, you know, is just immediately, you know, just like another housewife, and basically, you know, they just, you know, kind of get into conversation about, like, you know, stuff that women would talk about in the 50s. But anyways, they, um, Wanda is pretty sure that the... Um, that the heart on the calendar meant that today was their anniversary. So her and Agnes go through this whole plan of what they're going to do um, for the anniversary. Meanwhile, at um, Vision, where he works, um, kind of works like, I think, in a telecommunications um, business. I, I, I'm not really sure. But anyways, he soon finds out that that heart meant um he's gonna have dinner with his boss because his boss's name was um mr hart so anyways once vision comes home he brings um mrs and mr hart with them and when they this is a pretty funny scene when they come home wanda just thought you know it was their anniversary so it's just going to be her and vision and so she's kind of you know wearing sort of like a dress where it's like well you don't really want your neighbors to see you in that and so it's just really funny and then Wanda soon finds out, oh, we were actually going to have, you know, um, 
Vision's boss over, and the food she had planned was not going to be ideal for that. So anyways, she calls up Agnes, and, you know, she brings over all these all this food and, like, these recipes for her to make. And anyways, you know, it kind of just turns into, like, just a normal, like, plot or, like, um, problem that occurs in a sitcom episode. So anyways, it's pretty humorous how she tries to get all the food ready. And then, um, anyways, um, there's a, this, the scene gets very interesting when they finally sit down for dinner because, um, uh, Mr. Hart kind of asks him where they came from. Why aren't they, um, when they get married, why don't they have kids? And it's just all these questions, you know, that back in that time, you know, um, were very important, you know, that you got married and had kids and settled into the suburb. And we'll get more into that, um, scene more in detail because it's a very important scene and anyways it ends off um where vision and wanda sit down on their couch and are like we are a very unusual couple you know and they just start you know kind of reflecting on how weird they are you know since they have superpowers since they're superheroes and then at the end we actually zoom out that we were actually kind of watching this on like a old tv from you know the 50s and 60s and we're kind of then kind of see we're kind of in like um um like a military base sort of so that's where the scene ends so logan uh that's where the episode ends so logan what'd you think of this episode and what were your favorite parts i think this episode does everything it wants to be it wants to be a 50s sitcom and i think it accomplishes that goal it wants to be like a dick van dyke and i love lucy episode and it really does feel like that now, granted, it's not the most entertaining thing in the world. I don't love, like, 50 sitcoms, but I found it pretty entertaining the first episode. Like, it captures the tone very well. There's a lot of good humorous moments. But the best part to me was that table scene because you get a complete shift in tone. It's all kind of lighthearted, and it's just, if you know, a lot of lighthearted, a lot of lighthearted humor, you know, simple problems, just very simple. Then you get to this table scene, and they start questioning him, and then Mr. Hart starts choking and then his wife keeps saying his name over and over again. It's like the episode just kind of slows down and stops. And then Wanda looks at Vision like, Vision, help him. So Vision goes underneath the table and helps Mr. Hart up. And then we just kind of go back to normal. It's like we get this like lighthearted tone. Then we get this more intense scene, starts questioning. It looks like you know they're going to get busted or their covers is going to get blown. But then like once again, they fix the problem. And everything went back to normal. And I like that tone shift because it lets you know, hey – we're actually still pretty much in the MCU. This isn't just in some other thing. This is taking place in the MCU. Another thing I liked was the commercial break in this one. I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, it was a toaster ad. or I think it was a toaster ad in this one. It and was. At the end it says, made by Stark Industries. And that's just a cool Easter egg they throw in there. Because, you know, we rest in peace Tony Stark. We love Stark and his industries. And then the other best part was the ending scene when they kind of zoom out of the TV on the credits and it looks like right. this show is being watched in a military base or somewhere secretive and it just has a big to be continued. So I was like, okay, like this isn't just, a, like I said, this is also, this isn't real. They're, they're in another, yes. they're in somewhere else and they're being watched. Like it lets you know this isn't the exact world. This is kind of a false reality is pretty much what it tells me. But like yeah. I said, it accomplishes mm -hmm. that goal and it, it lets you know it's in the MCU. Like it gives you little glimpses of it while trying to remain that style sitcom, false reality type of thing that Wanda and Vision want to be in right now. Yeah, I I would say that was kind of my favorite part because you know we we kind of talked about it in um, the last episode with the trailer. This actually takes um, 
place after the Infinity Wars. And if you guys, you know, I hope almost every one of our viewers has watched um, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Vision dies in those movies. So we already know this is kind of like an alternate reality of sorts or like this, you know, maybe like you see in the trailer, someone kind of gets shot out of this bubble. So maybe like, you know, she's kind of made like this bubble that has like this town in it. And like, you know, it's just kind of like an alternate reality at Scarlet Witch or uh, Wanda has made to maybe bring back Vision and so that that that's kind of what I I think makes it cool is that you know Wanda's trying to make this happy you know little reality where she, she's in a sitcom because I mean in mo- most sitcoms I would say are you know happy shows and each episode kind of has like a happy ending usually at least in sitcoms more in this time of you know the fifties so it's kind of like Wanda is trying to have like this you know, reality to try to keep her happy. But then, you know, at the dinner scene that Logan brought up, when they start, you know, kind of asking them these questions, they don't really know. They're like, where did we come from before? When did we get married? You know, and they and they, they don't have an answer for that. And I think that's when, you know, it kind of tries to take away from Wanda. You know, she thinks she's, you know, so happy in this. But then these questions, I think, kind of bring up, where I, and I don't think she knows it, but like that life isn't really super happy because in reality, Vision's dead. And so it's kind of like, you know, she doesn't know any of the answers to these questions because they don't actually happen in real life. And so it's kind of like she is start kind of concerning for her. And then, yeah, I thought it was weird. You know, Mr. Hart starts choking on his food and his wife, you know, kept on saying his name like, oh, stop it. You know, he's like, oh, heart, stop it. Stop it. And she keeps on repeating, stop it. Like, you know, like, I, you remember she that part, no Logan? It was weird. She made no effort to help her husband. She like, she just sits there and watches and says the name. But like, it, it almost feels like the episode just slows down. It feels like time is just moving so slow in that scene. It's very, it's very intense. I'll give it that. I love the intensity it adds. Yeah, well, I, I also think, you know, the way she's just keeps on repeating it, it's like she doesn't actually know what's happening. That's what it felt like to me. So it's yeah. kind of like, you know, it, in this reality, maybe Wanda, you know, actually kind of made these characters. And so, you know, Mrs. Hart, you know, is just, you know, just trying to be like, oh, stop it, because she's not an actual person. She's just kind of made up, and since it's a sitcom, you know, she's trying to keep it happy, even though Mr. Hart's, like, dying. Yeah, and he's, then, like, over there just dying, choking. And I really like the tone that Wanda was like, Vision, help him. It was really kind of, like, um, very kind of quiet, and, like, you could tell Wanda was really kind of upset with what was happening. It was kind of scaring her, you know? I, I don't know. It was a very cool scene. I, I think um, to the viewers who haven't seen WandaVision yet, you need to go see that scene and, and you'll see what we're talking about because it's just so intense. It's really kind of hard to describe. And it was near the end of the episode too. So that's mm-hmm. what kind of threw me for a loop because you weren't really, I wasn't expecting that at all. It threw me for a loop. Yeah. So that that's basically, I think, um, our thoughts on the first episode, if you have anything else to say, Logan, about it. I think we described the first episode very well, but second episode is where it might be in the show. Really picked it up and really got my interest on a whole other level for it. Yeah, alright, so I'll give everyone a quick rundown. So basically, it, it starts off with um, 
a cold opening um, in this episode where Vision and Wanda are sleeping, and then they hear, like, a noise, like a thud, like, um, outside, and Wanda kind of wants Vision to check it, and they eventually find out it was just, like, a tree limb um, hitting against the wall, but it, it was, it was pretty funny, you know, cause like Vision was actually kind of scared himself, so it, you know, it was, again, you know, a reference kind of to sitcoms with cold openings and stuff, it, it just seemed like, you know, a classic cold open you would see in a sitcom, so anyways, what happens in this episode is that the, um, town that they're in is having a community, um, talent show to raise money for the um, local elementary school, so, um, Wanda and Vision, um, an act to kind of, um, fit in, um, are going to participate in it, they're going to do, like, a magic act, so, anyways, Wanda, you know, being, like, um, Wanda, um, goes to, like, the planning of the talent show with all the other, um, women in the town, and there was a very interesting scene in, um, that happens, um, there, which we'll get into a little bit more, but anyways, Wanda basically kind of has a conversation with, um, the person who is running the talent show, her name's Dottie, and basically we have another kind of Mr. Hart situation here. Meanwhile, Vision, um, is, um, goes to, like, a neighborhood watch meeting with all, um, the men in the neighborhood, when he, he kind of finds out, you know, they, it's like supposed to be a neighborhood watch meeting, but all the guys there don't really care. They're just, you know, talking and messing around. And anyways, while they're, you know, Vision um, almost gets caught that he's a robot because they, they, they were like, I think eating Danishes and they asked Vision if he wanted one. He's like, no, I don't, I don't eat. And they're like, you don't eat? He's like, well, what I mean by that is I don't eat between meals. You know, since Vision's a robot, he doesn't eat anything. But they offer him a piece of gum. He's like, well, I like gum, and I, I'll i eat that. And then he accidentally swallows the gum, and it kind of shows, like, um, like, it was kind of, like, cartoonish. It shows how, like, the gum goes down, like, his throat and gets kind of tangled inside of like his circuit inside of him and anyways it turns out that when he does that it makes him kind of like i don't know sort of like drunk or kind of out of it you know um i don't know it made him really funny though logan what did you think of that you know when after he had the gum how he acted first of all that scene where he does the neighborhood watch is just funny in itself because yeah, like, it he doesn't great. know what he's saying but he's still like he's still fitting with all these characters all these just guys where they're just to shoot the breeze drink gossip and he's fitting in with them actually very well but like he said when he said i don't eat and i'm like oh no he's he's gonna get caught and like he's like no i don't eat uh, in between meals at, at, at meals like that I was eat regularly smooth. and i'm like that was smooth it was very smooth <laughs> like I said, that scene works though. All the jokes landed in that scene, in my opinion. It it works in that scene. But when he gets the gum, and then he gets pat on the back and he swallows it, they do give a very. I know it's a sitcom what they're trying to do, but they give a very cartoon explanation. It's just like him getting his gears clogged up. Basically, yeah. is all they did. I was like, all right, we're gonna do that. But he basically gets drunk. It's basically yeah, like it's, he's drunk and yeah. he gets more funny because we know Vision's kind of. You know, I mean, he's not like the most natural comedian. He's just kind yeah. of more of just a regular guy, but it makes him more loose, makes him more funny. And the magic act scene gets even better. And I'm going to let Brad go ahead and tell you all about that. But when, when he swallows the gum, the episode takes a good turn. Yeah, so anyways, after um, he swallows the gum, he meets up with Wanda at the 
talent show, and Wanda can already tell there's something wrong with him. He can't really walk straight, and, like, he's saying his words all backwards. And so, anyways, Wanda's like, oh, no, we're about to bomb on stage. So, anyways, they go on stage and start to do the magic act. And at first, everyone's like, what the heck is going on? You know, because Vision... You know, he's saying everything wrong. He just sounds terrible. Honestly, it sounds like he's about to have a stroke, to be honest. And, you know, Wanda's all freaked out. <laughs> and so, anyways, they start doing the magic acts, and, you know, Vision's completely doing them wrong. There's actually one part where he starts to fly, like, starts to float, and it was like, oh, crap, they're going to get caught again. But then Wanda, you know, so she can kind of control things with her mind, you know, kind of make things happen. She, like, then quickly made it where oh he was actually kind of on um hooked to a rope that's why he was kind of floating so anyways they go through this magic act and vision just completely does does all the tricks wrong so wanda quickly you know use like her powers you know makes it look like wow you know magic actually did happen and so anyways it makes the whole crowd amazed and they're like whoa how are they doing that and so anyways it turns out to be a huge success and also you know, I, the the crowd kind of thought, you know, since Vision was all, you know, acting weird, they thought it was part of the act, too. And so they thought he was completely hilarious, too. So anyways, it turns out, you know, that they did really good at the talent show and they fit in. And so anyways, the episode ends. The, the ending was awesome. So anyways, um, Wanda and Vision, you know, are... um walk into their house and then vision kind of notices um that wanda is pregnant and they actually are like wow we're pregnant and they, so they kind of share a moment and then all of a sudden just like in the beginning of the episode they hear like the same thud which was you know beforehand was the tree um hitting um their house but they go outside and all of a sudden coming out of like you know the um sewer hole comes out like this dude and like you hear all these bees and it's kind of like this creepy guy and like he, he has like on one of those bee suits and there's all these bees hovering around him and then vision and wanda get extremely scared but then all of a sudden like it seems to like go back in time right where they were when they realized they had a baby so it's kind of like you know they went back kind of like a tv rewinding and then and so then the scene kind of replays, and and when the scene replays, they don't hear the sound outside. And so anyways, they are just kind of, you know, sharing the moment again. And then they kiss, and then all of a sudden, they start turning, color suddenly appears. Because the show um, beforehand had always been in black and white, and all of a sudden, you know, their house has color, and everything, you know, then has color. And it was a very cool scene, and that's where it sort of ended. It was like, I don't know, it was very cool. What did you think of the end scene, Logan? The end scene, in my opinion, is what really gets me intrigued about this show, because I thought episode two was the better of the two episodes we've had so far. But it was pretty predictable, like especially with that magic act. You kind of knew the audience was probably going to think, oh, it's all part of the act, and they're going to like it, because, you know, it's, it's a classic sitcom. It's going to have that kind of predictability to it. But I didn't expect that at the end, her getting pregnant just almost out of nowhere. You know, I mean, just like one second she looks normal, the next second one is pregnant. And then when they go outside and they hear that noise and the guy comes up with the sewer and she goes, oh no, like, no, this ain't happening. And then they just, it just yeah. rewinds. It, she just re, it just goes back and rewinds to that scene 
and they don't even go outside and then everything just it has this cool transition of just it doesn't just like pop out of nowhere it just slowly goes from black and white to color i love that the slow transition was beautiful to see it was amazing to see that scene is great and it's got me intrigued now because we know the show is not set in a real reality you know this is a false sense of something because the radio when wanda's in that meeting for the elementary school talent show oh, yes to raise money for the talent show to raise money yes they're like scene. wanda wanda whose scene is this they, they keep saying the word scene like whose scene is this is this your scene i'm like okay there's a radio keeps saying this scene this is probably going to be most likely a false reality and it there's is. people intruding on this it, it pretty much is and i'm interested to see how they go with this because the show has is it nine episodes this season i'm not sure it's nine all right I think it's nine. Yeah. But I'm interested to see how they do with this because, you know, it's going to be a weekly thing. But as we know, it's going to get really intense near the end because we're probably going to get more intruders as it goes along. It's Things are just going to get more chaotic, in my opinion, as this show goes along. But it did a great job of really leaving me hooked. Like, you know, what's going to happen in this reality? Are they, how, are they going to get caught? Are they going to keep living throughout all this? How's the new era going to impact everything? And it's just amazing. It, it really had me hooked at the end. I'll give, I'm not going to lie. It really got me intrigued. And I'm... I'm really liking this. I'm really liking what the MCU is going for here. They're going out of their comfort zone. It's PG. It's you know, it's not anything like the MCU's ever done before. But I'm really liking it. I'm glad we're getting some quality content because it's been a really long time, and I think it was almost pretty much worth the wait so far. Yes. Oh, yeah. I did want to go back to that scene. I said I'd come back to it. Um, the scene um, that um, Wanda has with um, it, uh, the person who's running the um, talent show. So. It, anyways, in that scene beforehand, you know, it was all the um, ladies who had planned the talent show and, you know, were going to be involved in it, whether it was like, you know, I don't know, they, they were just planning it. And anyways, Wanda got off on the wrong foot with all the other moms and uh, women that were there. And so after, and like, they didn't seem to really like her. So anyways, after um, Wanda comes up to, Dottie is her name, who was, um, you know, planning the whole thing. And it's like, we got off on the wrong foot. So anyways, they're kind of having, like, this awkward conversation. And just like Logan said, like, there was, like, this song that started uh, um, playing on the radio. And Dottie's like, what is this song? I haven't heard it before. She says something like that. And it starts getting really loud. And all of a sudden, you know, breaks is like, Wanda, is this your scene? Or, you know, it's like, you know, it was weird it kept on repeating and honestly it kind of sounded like captain america's voice i don't think it was but i don't know it just sounded like it to me but anyways some somewhat somewhat yeah you, you couldn't know who it was but it was like wanda is this your scene or it was like they're trying to connect with her and wanda didn't really know what it is and so anyways you know it slows down again like it did in the scene with mr hart and so then all of a sudden it comes back and then dotty her glass breaks and then cuts her hand. But then Dottie didn't even know what happened. She's like, Oh, I, I cut myself. I'm, I'm going to have to go get, um, um, clean this off. So Dottie didn't even really know what happened in between that. So, um, that was very interesting. So like Logan said, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Because honestly, if you're just a casual viewer, you haven't really been keeping up with the MCU. You could still enjoy this show. Because, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. They go through all kind of um, 
different kind of um, times of sitcoms. So they've, I think they've kind of finished off with the fifties and maybe the sixties. So it'll be interesting where they start coming in the color TV. Now, yeah. So now, now they're in the color the TV. So, you know, they're just going through all these different decades. So like as just a casual viewer, you can enjoy it for that part. But then with all these weird scenes, the one with Mr. Hart with Dottie at the end of episode two, as an MCU fan, you know that there's something happening. And honestly, after the radio scene with Dottie, I kind of think that, you know, how, how it's zoomed out into sort of like maybe a military base, that these people are might know that Wanda's in this reality, and they are trying to keep it kind of intact for Wanda because, um, you know, going back to the trailer and that video YouTube video I watched, which is on New Rockstars, you should go watch that YouTube video. He did a great breakdown of the trailer and gives a lot of predictions of what might happen in the show. But anyways, he was kind of talking about how maybe they want to keep this reality intact for Wanda because they know how powerful Wanda is and all that she's capable to do. So a lot of questions, a lot of speculating that people can do. It's really giving that anticipation i think tv shows need now in um you know the era of streaming you need to have um suspense so everyone will want to come back and binge the next episode and the next so it's a very great show we highly suggest you watch it if you haven't and yeah thank you guys for listening to this segment of wasted brain cells this week on instagram we asked for our fans snack hot takes so we will be reacting to those opinions and then give our own unpopular snack opinions. Now, please remember, if you want an opinion featured on the show, please visit our Instagram page at Wasted Brain Cells Pod and look on our stories. We do this every week. We will post a Instagram survey or Instagram Q&A. You drop your hot take. We save it. We'll put it on the show, and we'll tell you whether we agree, whether if your opinion is correct or not. So without further ado, let's get right into the segment. As we said, today's theme is snacks. The first hot take is... What are our thoughts on Triscuits? So personally, I've never had a Triscuit. I didn't even know what it was until my uh, friends Jacob and Brad just now explained it to me. Apparently, it's like a wheat thin. Now, i got to be honest, I don't like wheat thins at all, so I probably would not like a Triscuit. When I prefer a cracker, I'm more of a Ritz cracker guy. I think Ritz crackers are so good. So yeah, I can't really give an opinion on it, but I don't think I would like it. But if Triscuits are your thing over like Ritz crackers, and do what makes you happy and go for it. Yeah. All right. So, I, I I think it's sad that Logan hasn't had a Triscuit. Um, Logan, um, you've had Sun Chips before, right? Well, I love Sun Chips. I've had Sun Chips before. Yeah. So you know how like I don't know why, but for some reason with the Sun Chips packaging and everything, I don't know. It kind of makes you feel like you're eating more of a healthy chip compared to the other ones. Yeah, supposedly healthy chip. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. And then you look on the calories, it's still like, dang, it's still a lot of calories. It's it's kind of like a joke. Well, that that's kind of the same thing with Triscuits, because they're like these whole wheat crackers, and you're like, ew. But then, it, and you're like, yeah, that does sound healthy. And then they cover them in salt and make them awesome. Uh, look, I wouldn't think I'd like it either, you know, compared to, you know, uh, any other crackers, but these can be pretty good. Uh, uh, if you put some cheese, maybe like some meat on them, oh, they're good. But it, now, that you're, but you brought up Ritz crackers. Nothing can even compare to Ritz crackers. The butteriness, the saltiness of Ritz crackers. But yeah, Triscuits are pretty good, but not my go-to on crackers. Jacob, 
Um, Hershey drops are my favorite. And all the Triscuits. The Triscuits are, um, they're okay. I'm not a big fan of them. But they're just alright to me. Yeah. Alright. I'll have to give them a try sometime. See what I can see. Let's see if they're worth the somewhat hype where I gave them. Logan, you're continuing the conversation. Oh, yeah, shoot. <laughs> All right. So the next one, next hot take is Airheads Extremes are an entree. So apparently this person doesn't just eat them as a snack. This man can eat a whole thing of what? Airheads Extremes, I guess. It just says Airheads Extremes are an entree. So I appreciate your passion for a certain snack. Correct me if I'm wrong, boys, but aren't Airheads Extremes the the ones that are kind of like a rainbow and they're really sour? That's what, yes. that's what Airheads Extremes are. Okay. Yes. I had those like once. They used to have them at the Shuford Elementary dances, if anybody remembers those. I know they used to sell those. I think I had them once. I think I liked them, but I don't really want to, I can't really give you a hot take on this because, or react to this like with a, give a good opinion on this because I haven't had them in so long. For what I remember, they were pretty good, and I'm a fan of sour stuff, so I'd say I'd probably like them, but like I said, I, I think they were good when I had them at once, but I can't really give a fully good opinion on it. What do you guys think of Airheads Extremes? And can you eat them as an entree? Logan, you disappoint me. I can't believe you haven't had Airhead Extremes that much. These things are elite. They are pretty good. When it comes to sour candies, I have Sour Patch Kids and then I have Airhead Extremes. They are very good. Um, entree, though? I, I, I don't know. I respect it, though. Y you know, um, but they are very good. Pretty good snack. Um... So yeah, they are uh, the sourness just completes them, and I think they're better than all regular Airheads. Jacob, what do you think? Oh, I love Airheads Extremes. I haven't had them in a while, but I just remember last time eating them, I just enjoyed them. But I could not eat those as an entree. No way. Like, come on now. So basically, a no on the entree part, but the way you like them. So next yeah. one is it's kind of more of a. This is a hot take. But at least this is gonna this is gonna be very passionate. You're either on one side or the other. The next hot take is Chips Ahoy cookies are better than Oreo cookies. Now, first of all, I guess we're saying all types of Chips Ahoy cookies are better than all types of Oreo cookies, is what I'm assuming we can go off of here because yeah. both have That's a wide right. variety of stuff. So we're gonna judge them as a whole instead of just the plain because there's so much with Oreo and so much with Chips Ahoy. I think, or the reason I feel like this got brought up, and I've want to give a shout out right quick. Shout out to the Taste Buds podcast. If you guys are watching Practical Jokers, the Taste Buds podcast is hosted by Sal Volcano and comedian Joe DeRosa. They had this debate on there, and I feel like once you guys finish this, please go watch that. That's an amazing podcast, and they did a phenomenal job debating Chips Ahoy and Oreos. For me, the for me, an Oreo is better than Chips Ahoy. I like. I don't really love the original Chips Ahoy. I don't think they're that great. I think it's just an okay cookie. The double chocolate Chips Ahoy are really good, but in my opinion, nothing beats a double stuff Oreo from like store bought cookies, just the regular ones you get in a tin. But like, you know, I mean, distributed factory cookies. I think the Oreo takes it here. I don't agree with this at all. A double stuff Oreo is so good. Just like I said, you dip the Oreos in the milk. There's nothing better. I don't see how you, I, I don't see it. I do not think a Chips Ahoy is better than an Oreo. What do you guys think on this? Okay. I was going to originally agree that Chips Ahoy are better than Oreos. But then, Logan, you brought up double-stuffed Oreos. 
and then dipping them into the milk. Oh, there's nothing better. It's so good. You, you can't beat it. Uh, look, but as as a cookie, just it, comparing the two cookies just by themselves, I gotta go with Chips Ahoy. Look, at first, I, I, I used to be all in for Oreo because I really had Chips Ahoy much, but then once I started eating Chips Ahoy, I'm like, holy crap, the saltiness with the sweetness, it, it just combines into just, you know, just a chocolate chip cookie, everything that a chocolate chip cookie is supposed to be. And honestly, I think people sleep on them too much. Chips Ahoy are really good. And if I'm just comparing the two cookies by themselves, I gotta go Chips Ahoy. But when you dip it in milk, it is a game changer for Oreos. And you cannot beat Oreos. Jacob, what do you think? Uh, Oreos are better than Chips Ahoy. I mean, I like Chips Thank Ahoy pretty, pretty good. But they're not better than Oreos. Come on now. Dipping them in the milk. Hundred percent agree with that. Like uh, regular, regular chips are always just kind of man. I would just say that. Now, honestly, I have never had any other chip Ahoy's flavor, but I'm comparing the original to the Oreo. I mean, Oreo takes the cake easily, especially the double stuffed Oreo. Try the double chocolate chips Ahoy, like the crunchy ones. That's the best chips Ahoy cookies. The regular chips Ahoy yeah. suck. I'm not gonna well, like suck, but they're just not that good. The regular. I, if I want a chocolate chip cookie, one of the last things I'm ever going to is a Chips Ahoy cookie. Just a regular Chips Ahoy. Uh. A regular Chips Ahoy cookie, the flavor is just off. I don't know. It's just like it don't have a lot of flavor no. to it. They used to be better. No. They, they used to no. be better. I, look, they are elite. I I mean, it's just you can't mess up a chocolate chip cookie. And Chips Ahoy, honestly, they make pretty dang good chocolate chip cookies. That's just my opinion. Um, Some of the other flavors for Chips Ahoy. Yeah, you brought up those um, double chocolate chip ones, Logan. Those ones are very good. Um, They also have these chewy Chips Ahoy. Oh, I don't like those. Don't, it, it, no, do not get those. If you're going to get Chips Ahoy, get the regular generic ones. Do not get the chewy ones. No, those. I'm sorry, Chips Ahoy. You got to discontinue them. They are terrible. That's what I got to say. But look, I'm fine. I'm very happy with either Chips Ahoy or Oreo. I think we can all pretty much agree on that. The next hot take kind of goes along with this one. This person gave a two-parter. They said Oreos are the best sweet snack and Cheez-Its are the best salty snack. So first of all, I'll start with the Oreos is the best sweet snack. I don't know what I'd say is the best sweet snack. I'd probably say like probably my favorite sweet snack is we all know last week peanut butter M&Ms or like a Sour Patch Kid. Like any type of those type of candies I'd rather have over an Oreo in terms of sweet snacks, but an Oreo is a very good sweet snack. What do you guys think about Oreos being the best sweet snack, according to this person? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Oreos are very good, but uh, look, I, with the Oreos, they're kind of complemented with the cream and the milk. And honestly, I don't think they are the best sweet snack. When you go to cookies, heck, yeah, Oreos are probably definitely the best um, cookie. But sweet snack, I don't know. I might, you know, maybe lean towards something from Little Deb Debbie. Like maybe a zebra cake or like a honey bun. I don't know. They're Little so Debbie good. cake. Anything from Little Debbie, honestly, that you won't go wrong. I think Little Debbie probably makes the best sweet snack. So I won't go with Oreo is the best sweet snack. Best cookie, though, probably. Best cookie, though. Jacob? Um, Oreo is not the best sweet snack. I agree with Brad on Little Debbie. They, their snacks are so good, and they probably do make the best sweet snacks, to be honest. But, yeah, their Oreos not have the best sweet snacks. That was a cookie. 
It's really good. It's probably the best cookie. But yeah, they're not the best sweet snack. Let's go into the second part of this hot take, which is Cheez-Its are the best salty snack. Now, first of all, I don't agree with this at all. I think Cheez-Its are, are just a tad bit overrated. I don't love their aftertaste. I don't know what it is about a Cheez-It. I just don't love the aftertaste of Cheez-Its. I think a goldfish or a chip is – the extra cheddar goldfish are just – most chips are better than Cheez-Its. I don't think a Cheez-It is even really in contention for me for the best salty snack. Like, you know, like I'd probably take some Doritos over Cheez-Its. I'd probably take some – I'd probably take some like sour cream and cheddar chips over Cheez-Its. I would probably take some – I would definitely take extra cheddar goldfish over Cheez-Its. There's a lots more salty snacks I would take over Cheez-Its. So for me, I don't agree with this at all. I think Cheez-Its are just a – Tad bit overrated. What y'all think? Okay. Cheez-Its are extremely elite. One of the best um, snacks ever. Now, we'll get to, into them later. So, I'm going to say this. When it comes to saltiness, best salty snack, they are not. Cheez-Its don't have enough salt to be the saltiest snack. When I think of a salty snack, I immediately maybe go to pretzels or chips. So, I'm going to have to go with... Almost probably any other chip is probably one of the better salty snacks. Now, I don't want to go with, and plus also with Cheez-Its, you know, they're kind of like, you know, the cheese flavor. I, I don't really kind of want to go with that for salty. I want to go with probably just a classic potato chip. Lay's original, maybe Ruffles. Um, like a salt and vinegar chip is so good. Um, Look, um, I, I know there's no salt um, and vinegar, like opinions on here i don't like them i just don't like vinegar it's an acquired taste yeah it's a it's an acquired taste but yeah you're right like i i think you can just pick any chip you want to be the best salty snack i i just don't think cheeses have the you know salty profile and like i don't know if this person was trying to go for like salty plus sweet together but like if he was going with like oh i like oreos with cheez-its no, I'd probably rather, like, do Oreos and then make some Lay's chips. So I don't know if they were going, like, sweet and salty together or just, like, hey, this is the best sweet snack, this is the best salty snack. But I personally, Cheez-Its aren't salty enough, so I'm going to go with, like, a chip. Any sort of chip, really. Jacob, what do you think on this? How can you possibly think that Cheez-Its are the best salty snack? <laughs> what in the heck? Like... Like Doritos are better. Lay's yeah. barbecue chips are better. Oh, 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 good. That's a good. That's Lay's a good point. Lay's barbecue chips are oh, a game barbecue changer. Oh, he just brought up a game changer. Elite. Oh, he oh, brought up a game changer. So, also the gold. I mean the goldfish. Yeah, the goldfish are amazing. You know they're like, come on now. Um, they're Jesus are not the best. Salty snack. They're just not. Um, the Goldfish Extreme might be the best salty snack. I forget. Like the extra cheddar ones? The extra cheddar ones, yes. I meant the gold, the Goldfish Extra Cheddar are the best salty snack, probably. Yeah, the thing, though, is, like, I don't know. When I think salty snack, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just, like, also not leaning towards Cheez-Its or any Goldfish just because yeah. of the cheese aspect. I mean – I don't know. They're I, I, up there, though, for sure. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, Gold I think it's just what everyone thinks. Yeah, I, I could definitely see, you know, people think Cheez-Its or Goldfish are salty snacks, because they definitely are. Just to me, when I, I think salty snack, I think chips. So, yeah, that's what I think. 
On the note of chips, the next hot take is Funyuns are the best chips to exist. Now to start this off, I couldn't disagree with this anymore. I don't agree with this one bit, to be honest. A Funyun is just a middle-of-the-road chip. It's nothing great. I can think of millions of – I can think of tons of other chips I'd rather have. I don't think I've ever go to the – like I never go to the gas station or the store to go pick out a snack and say, man, I just want some Funyuns. I don't think I've ever go- – Funyuns are never a go-to for me. I never eat these things. They're just middle of the road for me, and I'm not going to waste my time trying to argue this. Funyuns are nowhere near the best chip to exist. Not even close, not even in the top 15. What do you guys think about Funyuns, and are they yeah. the best chip to exist? Yeah, look, uh, I haven't had Funyuns much, but the one time I had Funyuns, it's just like, I, I had like some onion rings in my freezer, so like right as I ate a Funyun, I was like, why don't I just heat up some onion rings i mean i i, I don't know I, I understand what they're trying to do and they got a pretty cool aspect it's like hey i'm kind of like eating an onion ring but it's just like nah I, i'd rather have a lot of diff other different chips i mean i i just think there are a lot of better chips out there to be honest so um yeah i i don't like funyuns they are not the best chip to exist bad opinion I'm sorry, whoever this is, though. Mm. Jacob, what yeah, do you think? Yeah, onions are not the best chips. Okay, they're they're just not. I. That's really what it needs to be said. Don't even have that thought in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Dang, man, we're going all in. Like I said, whoever said this, we really don't agree with this. That's just all it says. Yeah. Now the next one, I can't believe this take. This is the this might be the worst take I've heard in a long time. This person said Cool Ranch Doritos need to be discontinued. He didn't. They didn't go as far to say they're bad or overrated. They said these things need to be discontinued, meaning they shouldn't even be on the market anymore. What? Which is <laughs> terrible. How a Cool Ranch Dorito is one of the best chips to ever exist. It's a top ten chip, debatably top five for me. They're so good, like. They're better than the nacho cheese ones for me. These are a classic chip. Whoa! No! I, I'm a Cool Ranch. I'm a Cool Ranch Dorito They're guy. Love nacho cheese. Yes. I'm a big Cool Ranch Dorito guy. So saying these need to be discontinued. Saying these, you're basically saying these are so bad, no one should even buy these anymore. I don't see how. Like these things are classic. They got that nice ranch seasoning flavor, and just God, I can I can eat so many of these at one time, man. I'm a Cool Ranch Dorito guy. I've liked them ever since I was little, and I take so much offense to this. So to this take, I say this is blasphemy. This is ridiculous. This is, I'm gonna go, I want to go Stephen A. Smith on this person, but what, what do y'all think? What do y'all think of this blasphemous take? Um, look, uh, when it comes to Doritos, I will say this. Um, I think every other type of Dorito I've had are better than the Cool Ranch. I like nacho cheese. Sweet, um, sweet and spicy chili one, good. Spicy nacho, great. Um, but I will say, I like them. I like Cool Ranch Doritos. Um, to me, they're not a top-tier chip. But, like, hey, I'm happy with, um, a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. They are pretty dang good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they should not be discontinued. I would honestly be kind of sad about it. Because I really, they are really pretty good. But they're just not top-tier for me. I, I will, like... For this take, I mean, you could say, like, they're the worst Dorito. Because, personally, I think th th that's what I think. But to be discontinued, no, no. I I like them every <clears throat> once in a while. Yeah, moving off this this, this blasphemous take, we're going to get into an interesting one. This person says, dark chocolate is better than milk chocolate. Now, personally, 
I don't even mind dark chocolate. I don't think it's that bad, but I don't think it's better than milk chocolate. I think milk chocolate is so classic. It's so good. I mean, your peppermint patties are a really good candy, but I don't really ever go for a dark chocolate over a milk chocolate. Dark chocolate is good, though. I will say that. I don't hate it, but it, it doesn't beat milk chocolate in my eyes. What do you guys think on this chocolate debate? Um, I, I, I think dark chocolate and milk chocolate serve their own purpose. When it comes to making a candy bar, milk chocolate all the way. I don't like any... I will, I mean, dark chocolate candy bars are okay, but the thing about dark chocolate is you can't really mix it with anything. So with milk chocolate, oh yeah, you can put it over a Snickers bar that has caramel, peanuts, nougat. But like, when it comes to dark chocolate, you can't really do that though. But dark chocolate, but if I gotta compare them, milk chocolate next to dark chocolate, just by themselves, I gotta go with dark chocolate. Dark chocolate is a delicacy. It is great. Um, when it comes to Hershey Kisses, get some dark chocolate Hershey Kisses. They change the game for those because, you know, they're just kind of plain. Mil milk chocolate Her Hershey Kisses are just kind of plain. And dark chocolate just brings, like, a different flavor that you don't have all the time. And also, um, I've gotten these things from Sam's. They're these dark chocolate thins, and they have, like, little pieces of almond and sea salt inside of them. The best, one of the best sweet and salty combinations I've ever had. I respect this take. I personally, though, think milk chocolate can do way more things. And I do enjoy a Snickers bar way better than anything I've ever had with dark chocolate in it. So I agree. I, I don't agree with this take, but I like the take. It's pretty, it's decently bold. And dark chocolate is extremely good. All right. This is this is hard for me. Like that is an interesting take. Um, like okay, Dove dark chocolate is way better than Dove milk chocolate for me. Yeah, you should try some if y'all have never dark had chocolate's it. better than like Hershey plain chocolate. What Dove chocolate's probably better than the Hershey's bars. Yeah, oh, they are. Dove chocolate's yeah. just like a delicate chocolate. Dove, Dove chocolate's good, but <sighs> milk chocolate on Hershey's is better. In my opinion, well, I mean, I've had the dark chocolate Hershey bars, and the Hershey milk chocolate bars are better. But like what Brad said about the Hershey Kisses, I never had, so I can't compare that. But overall, as a chocolate, just by its, just by itself, like nothing added on. Like, like what Brad said earlier about milk chocolate with Snickers and other candy bars, they would be better. But as far as just a chocolate by itself, I'd rather have dark chocolate. Yeah, wow. That's pretty, yeah. I, I think I do a, a kind of agree on that. Yeah, but, like, when it just comes to everything milk chocolate could do, that's what I was saying. Like, mm -hmm. milk chocolate takes the cake, but, yeah. I don't hate this take, to be honest. Like, for a hot take, yeah. I don't hate it. I love dark, yeah, dark chocolate. it's a good take. I don't hate this take. All right, yeah, let's, good take. Moving on to the next hot take, we're going to stay in the realm of candy. This person says, mystery airheads are pointless. So I remember these things. It's like you don't really know what flavor you're going to get. If I think it comes like a white package, am I right? And you don't know what flavor yes. it's going to be. It is kind of pointless because I guess if you if you really want a flavor, it's like, shouldn't I want to pick the flavor I want? I don't really want to be surprised. I want to get a certain flavor. But it's just kind of a marketing gimmick. I mean, it, I, mean I guess it is certainly pointless because we all would have a certain flavor or another one. But I guess if you just don't really care about a flavor and want some suspense – guess you would buy these but i gotta be honest i i really ever really go for airheads don't really have much of an opinion on this i guess i would agree but it, it's just kind of a marketing thing more than anything else what yeah, do you guys think I, 
I completely agree. Mystery airheads are pointless. Um, every single one I've had, uh, no, they're not even that good. I, but great marketing gimmick. I will say that. But yeah, they are pointless. So I'd much rather, you know, be able to pick. Because to be honest, when it comes to airheads, I'm almost going to get um, watermelon airheads 100% oh, of the yes. time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That, that, that's all I think has to be said. This is, yeah, they are pointless. Um, I think they are pointless as well, the Mr. Airheads. Like, what y'all said, what y'all just said, they're a great marketing gimmick. But I just, I think they're pointless, to be honest. Like, every time I've had a Mr. Airhead, I never really liked it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's me. Shout out to this person though for giving us a marketing one instead of just flavor, just kind of a this is pointless. Not I respect that. Now th this one is going to cause a debate. Now this one is going to be your one way or the other. Cheez Its versus Goldfish, and I'll start it off. I think extra cheddar Goldfish. It's kind of, extra cheddar Goldfish are like the double stuff Oreos. People don't go for the original. People go for double stuff Oreos. People go for extra cheddar. The extra cheddar Goldfish don't even make this a debate. 10 times out of 10, I will take extra cheddar goldfish over Cheez-Its all day, every day. They're not – I love extra cheddar goldfish. It's one of the best probably savory snacks in my opinion. I can eat so many of them at a time. They have – Cheez-Its and other fat aftertaste. I don't know what it is. I'm just not really a Cheez-It guy. People tell me I'm crazy. I'm not much a Cheez-It guy. I think extra cheddar goldfish in this debate, they're way better in my opinion. Not much competition. Extra cheddar goldfish for me, take the cake on this. What do you guys think of the Cheez-Its versus goldfish debate? Okay, I, I have a very kind of big opinion on this. To start off, I love both Goldfish and Cheez-Its. I, um, I have both in my house at all times. And depending on the day, I'll pick one, Cheez-Its or Goldfish. Just the regular flavors by themselves, both really good. I do think Cheez-Its are just a little bit better. I think they have more saltiness. And just a regular Cheez-It, you can't go wrong. Regular Goldfish, you can't go wrong. But Cheez-Its are better than Goldfish. And you bring up the extra cheddar Goldfish. Now, I know both um, have um, a variety of flavors. And um, to and for the um, sake of the argument for the extra cheddar Goldfish, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but they have extra um, cheesy Cheez-Its now. And I had them. And honestly, they were almost... Uh, honestly, they were just as good as the extra cheddar goldfish. And honestly, Cheez-Its have a ton of different flavors. Almost every single one I've had have been amazing. They have extra big ones, which are honestly pretty cool. Because sometimes I think regular Cheez-Its are too small. It's like, like with these big ones, it's like you're eating chips. And I really like that. They also have extra toasty Cheez-Its. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever had Cheez-Its and have eaten one that's a little bit extra toasty. They make Cheez-Its extremely better, like almost a hundred times better. If you get the extra toasty Cheez-Its at the store, oh my gosh. Oh, they are just so good. And also, um, Cheez-Its have hot and spicy Cheez-Its. Also, great choice. When I come down to think of it, or you got just Cheez-Its and Goldfish, and you just think of them both as, you know, all their varieties, just all their tastes... I gotta go with Cheez-Its. I think Cheez-Its are the superior snack. <clears throat> the deciding factor. Uh, <clears throat> goldfish are, this, are better. Alright. No. I, mean, <laughs> I, I like Cheez-Its, but I love Goldfish even more. What really settles it is the extra cheddar Goldfish. Like, that's what really 
Makes it better. Also, I forgot to mention this. The pizza ones. The They're pizza, pretty good. The pizza goldfish uh, are amazing. Okay. And that's also what sells it for me. Like, I just like more flavors of the goldfish. I do the cheeses. Mm-hmm. But you brought up the versatility of a cheese it but all those cheese it spinoffs I've never liked, to be honest. I don't like the white I cheddar cheese. I think when it comes to different varieties, I think cheeses have the best different varieties. Um, you ever had the cheese it snack mix, like the mix of different stuff they put? Yeah. It was terrible. I, I hated that. I, yeah, it, it was okay. Look, I, I when it comes to it, I think just cheese its are better than goldfish. Cheese its are more salty. I think both have a similar cheese taste i don't think so i, I don't know i don't know um i think cheeses are better uh, but you can't go wrong with either of them i will say that all right so that concludes that debate and now we're going to move into our personal snack hot takes all right so brad would you like to start out first with your snack hot take yes okay so this is kind of a two-parter fresh popcorn is the only popcorn that should be eaten if you microwave it if you make it on a stove, or if you actually have a popcorn maker. Fresh popcorn is the only popcorn that should be eaten. When popcorn is, you know, maybe laid out for a day, it's not good. I, I don't know if you guys have ever been to the AMC theaters um, in Hickory, but if you have, uh, sometimes I don't think they give you the freshest popcorn. And that is just sad because I, I can actually taste the difference. And it makes me a little bit um, ticked off, to be honest. It's like, why aren't you giving me the fresh stuff that I see popping in that maker back there? I, I, and I, I just think you can taste a difference. And just popcorn, it's just way, way, way so much better fresh that you should not even eat popcorn that isn't fresh. Also, um, to part of that, I, you you can get like the bagged popcorn at like the store at like Walmart where it's already popped. But again, it's not the same, and it is not even that good. I just fresh popcorn is the only popcorn you should eat. Also, the second part, cheddar popcorn is disgusting. I don't like it. I don't like the white cheddar popcorn. I don't like just the the yellow cheddar popcorn. It it just it ruins it. It doesn't need cheese. All popcorn needs is butter, salt. And oil, and also you can mix in snacks, you know, like M and M's. But no, I do not like any cheddar popcorn. It's just the cheese overpowers it, and it just makes it kind of nasty. And plus, all like I know there's like that one brand. I don't know what it's called, but it comes in like that back. I mean, that black bag, and, and it's just the cheese also gets all over your fingers, and it doesn't even taste good. That's my hot take. What do you guys think of that? So, to respond to both of these and respond to the first part, it says fresh popcorn is the only popcorn that should be eaten. I do agree with you. Fresh popcorn is way better than store popcorn. I don't hate store popcorn, but the fresh popcorn, when you get it fresh and it's all hot and buttery, and you go, especially if you go to the theater and it's hot and you put the butter sauce over it, there's nothing like it. Fresh popcorn is so good. I agree with you 100% on that. It's, it's way better than store bought. But to say cheddar popcorn is gross, you're telling me that when, when it's Christmas time, and you get and do you ever buy the Christmas popcorn buckets? Usually they got like dogs on them or a Christmas design. Yes, I hate those. Oh, I, they're I, disgusting. Dude, I love those things. I get one every Christmas. I can. They got the butter. I love the cheddar in there. Like, do you not like the caramel popcorn they give you? Because that's a really good store popcorn. Um, I'm I'm not really um going to put the like sweet like the chocolate popcorn or the caramel popcorn into this debate. Um, I. 
I mean, they're they're good, but I don't want that to be part of this hot take, though. I do not like any sort of cheese popcorn. Oh, yeah, but I, I don't the, like those Christmas One part ones. says only popcorn that should be eaten. Caramel uh, okay. popcorn deserves to be eaten. It is very good. Like, it is so good, dude. I could sit down. Them popcorn buckets are so good. So, I kind of agree with you on the first part, but I completely disagree on the second part. Cheddar popcorn is pretty good. Not as good as fresh bait, but still pretty good. Jacob, what do you think of this two-parter hot take? Um, fresh popcorn is obviously better than the store-bought popcorn. But, Brad, cheddar popcorn is really good. I mean, when you go down to South Carolina, like when you're going to Myrtle Beach and stuff, they have the store where you get these popcorn buckets. And you can get the cheddar popcorn, the caramel popcorn, like the caramelized, you know. Yeah. It's like the cheddar popcorn especially is amazing. Like, yeah, I don't agree really on that one, Brad. But the fresh popcorn bear and the store popcorn, I agree. So we think yeah. we agree with one half of that hot take. Just to throw yeah. it out there. All right, now let's move on to my personal hot take. And we're going to go back into the land of chips. This will focus on Doritos. I think that we all know the two biggest types of Doritos are probably the Cool Ranch and Nacho Cheese. That's probably the big debate. You know, are, do you like Cool Ranch? Do you like Nacho Cheese? But I say neither one of them are the best flavor of Doritos. What? The, the best flavor of Doritos comes in a bag that is purple. Sweet, what? Spicy sweet chili is the best flavor of Doritos. And I'm going to say why. Perfect blend of flavor. You get a little, you get, it's spicy, but it's not overly spicy. It's not like, I mean, I don't really have the highest spice tolerance. I know, call me weak. But it's, it's a good level of spicy. It's, it's, you feel it, but it's not too, too spicy. And then you get that little sweetness, the hints in, the spicy and the sweet. It's a great combination of flavor. Like I said, they just complement it so well. The heat level and the sweetness, the good balance of flavors. It's just so good. I mean, I don't really ever go for nacho cheese that much anymore. I'm not really a nacho cheese Dorito guy. I think. As I've gotten older, I don't love nacho cheese Doritos. I like Cool Ranch, but probably nine times out of ten, I'm going to get the Purple Bag Sweet Spicy Chili Doritos because they are the best flavor of Doritos, and I don't even really think it's close anymore. What do you guys think? Wow, that is bold. I I liked um, the Sweet and Spicy Chili Doritos better than Cool Ranch. Um, but when it comes to nacho cheese Doritos... It, it, nacho cheese Doritos have not even gotten worse for me. They continue to be the best chip. Now, sometimes I eat them too much. I need a break for, from them. But I, I, there's just no other chip that I've had that can compare to um, nacho cheese Doritos. I do like the sweet and spicy chili Doritos every once in a while. Um, I, you do have a very bold take here. They are good. They are good. And honestly, yeah, I'd eat them... They're probably maybe in my top 10. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Depends on the day, though. But they, I, I, I don't, I think you're crazy. Nacho cheese Doritos are the best Dorito. I don't even think it's a oh debate. Right, what do you no. think, Jacob? Let's settle this Dorito debate uh, for us. Well, Brad saying nacho cheese is the best Dorito is not true at all. Um, the spicy what? They're, they're really not to be real. They're not the best, okay? The spicy sweet chili ones are the best. I mean, it's just undebatably the best. It's just that simple. It is not undebatable. The chili, the chili flavoring, I love. You know, I don't know. I I just, I love the spicy sweet chili Doritos. Like, those are the I could sit down and eat a whole bag of them. They're they're good. 
Um, look, they are good. You can't go wrong with any flavor of Dorito, but, dude, nacho cheese Doritos. I think better. almost everyone can agree with me. They are better. The cheese, oh. it's the best cheese, like, snack ever. Better than they are salty. I'd rather have cheddar and sour cream chips. I'm just going to say it. No. I'd no. rather have. I'd, Harvest, no. Cheddar, uh, Harvest Cheddar Sun Chips are better than nacho cheese Doritos. No, they are not. Might drop, might I, drop. They're better. They are bad. not They're better. Not I think almost all the world can agree with me. They uh, that nacho cheese Doritos are definitely. Cool Ranch the Doritos better are better than nacho cheese. Burritos. Yeah, I would no, agree. They yeah, they not. really are. I would agree with that. They are I'm not. Agree with them. Cool Look, Ranch Doritos I, are so I, good. I, I think this is honestly a fact. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure everyone buys more nacho cheese Doritos than Cool Ranch. Look, I know Cool Ranch, I think, came out before, but everyone knows, I think, that Nacho Cheese Doritos are the classic flavor now. That No, when you, when I think Doritos, I immediately think of the red bag. No, you guys are crazy. No. We'll have to settle this on an IG poll on our stuff. Please visit our IG page yes. soon. We will settle this. Drop your, drop your favorite Dorito flavor. It doesn't even have to be any of the three mentioned. You can be a spicy nacho guy for all I care. Just spicy nacho or elite, too. I haven't had them really that much, but if you want to put they them They are there, great. Put them, I think they might be better than nacho cheese, but we'll get into that later. Like I said, uh, put, might be. put your favorite flavor of Doritos in the Instagram Q&A, and that will decide what is the best Dorito flavor. But to wrap this up, Jacob, please give us your snack hot take to end this segment. Oh, man, this is a hard one. Um, Hershey, Hers Hershey milk chocolate drops are the second best kind of chocolate. Now, they're not the best, but they're the second best. And a lot of people don't think this because a lot of people don't eat the Hershey milk chocolate drops. I mean, obviously, more people eat the Hershey milk chocolate bars. But those things are – I could eat two bags of them things probably. And that's sad to say, but I probably could. And I just love the consistency of it. I don't know. I just – I love the Hershey milk chocolate drops. I could eat two bags of them things. Um, <laughs> little clarification. You said, you said top two? So what's what's number one? What's number one? Just just a dove, dove, dove chocolate. Okay. Dove? So dove. Is it, are you are you including like candy bars like uh, Twix, Snickers, Milky Way, in in that debate? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Whoa. I I gotta completely disagree with this. I think oh, no. that I don't think I can give anything plain milk chocolate better than like a Twix, Kit Kat, Snickers, a York peppermint patty, a Reese's peanut butter cup. A peanut butter M&M, which you know, guys, I love those things. A, a peanut butter M&M, please sponsor me. I don't agree with this. To be, I just I can't agree with this. There's so much. I don't think I'd ever go for a milk chocolate drops over hardly any just regular candy bar. There's so much better. So I don't see how you can think this is a top two candy. I think you're – I'm like Brad. I think you're a little – this is this is far, man. This is reaching. I can't oh, agree with this at all. It is. It's a reach. No. No, any sort of look when it comes to just plain chocolate bars like Hershey's or Dove. No, yeah, none could... of them even compare to a single candy bar. Twix, Kit Kat, the best. Stickers. Care. No, to a Twix. No, you are wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh God. No. Dove dark no. chocolate. That's another hot thing, I guess. But Dove dark chocolate's the best candy. <laughs> This man's coming uh, blazing takes right now, boys. All right, I I think we can all agree that we are all kind of have our own kind I of love crazy. dark chocolate's the best candy. All okay, right. 
We've All had right. a lot of hot takes. We have to settle this. We we'll have to settle a lot of this because I want to hear what y'all think. Yes. Do you? Yes. Do you guys have? Does any of our viewers happen to agree with any of these takes? Do you agree with the Doritos, the chocolate, the popcorn? Does anyone agree with these? Like, I want to know this. Does anybody else feel the same way? Please tell us. We'll put up some Instagram surveys. See what y'all think. Yes. Um. I I do gotta say this is the first time in hot takes history we actually got to settle one on Instagram. Man, yeah, there, I, 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 no. We can have some, these are some really good hot takes. I will say the best ones are the ones that lead to conversations. Yeah, 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 dude. I, I think um, Jacob is crazy, and also think Logan is crazy. Right. Nacho cheese Doritos are the best Doritos, everyone. I don't care. Jacob also said Canadian bacon is better than regular bacon. That, from yes. that moment in that episode, I knew I could no longer trust his taste buds. But, <laughs> Sorry, Jacob. Well, well, I, I know you're. doesn't like French it. toast, so that also maybe I don't trust really any of y'all's taste buds sometimes. But like I said, I, I think we all we all got hot, we all got hot takes. We all kind of crazy. So please, like I said, visit our Instagram page. There'll be polls up soon. Help us settle these debates. We need your help. We need help deciding these debates because we're gonna argue about this for hours if we could. So, anyways, yes. thank you guys for listening to the hot takes of this week. It was a very, very intense one. This is probably the most intense one we've ever had. So thank you for listening. And please, like I said, please go to our Instagram page, see, help us settle it. And thank you for listening. Have a great day. Well, that's the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Loved having some intellectual football talk with Jacob and Logan. Excited for the two games this weekend. Again, I want to be perfect with my picks since, um, well, I'm basically an NFL analyst at this point. Um, so I hope to see the Bills and Packers, but excited to watch those games. Um, WandaVision, so far the show 2021 to start off. So hey, that's something. Excited for the next episodes to drop. I think it's going to be a great show um, and going to be a real great experiment for the MCU. Also, Hot Takes Today got heated. Um, on Instagram, we'll be posting a poll to help us finish the Doritos debate. Tell us which ones you like. Cool Ranch, Nacho Cheese, Sweet, and Spicy Chili. Please pick Nacho Cheese. I need to win this argument because, well, I'm right, basically. I, Logan and Jacob are crazy. Um, well, follow us on Waste Brain Cells Pod again. You are be part of hot takes and participate. Um, just we we always each week we'll put out an Instagram poll asking for hot takes. So please follow us at Wasted Brain Cells Pod. Um, but yeah, excited for next week's episode. Um, me and Logan's friend um, Rosendo will be joining us to talk about um, MMA and the UFC. I absolutely know nothing about the UFC. So I'll probably ask him some dumb questions, but yeah, um, it's going to be a very different show. You know, I only know mainly about football and basketball, so great to diverse into another show, another sport, I mean. All right. Thank you guys again for listening.